0: Welcome to this week's NL full-time podcast. I'm Leek Edwards, and we've got a special guest on. We have got Sam Elliott, who works with the National League. Hello, Sam. Hi. Before we get on to the National League uh, results itself, Sam, we're just going to look back over a few of the FA Cup results. And I think one of the standout ones was, was Sully Moors Moores on Friday night when they took on Blackpool. They were going really well in League One, but uh, Sully Hull got a draw and may feel hard done by that they didn't win the game. In terms of Sully Hull, I mean, they have done... They, have they surprised you how well they've done They obviously do, the way they looked last year in terms of they, they looked dead and buried didn't they and then they came back a bit Tyson Fury-esque the way they've bounced back
1: how last you what odds would you have got on this? Solihull Moores well, I think was 9 points nine, so, 9 points adrift of safety in the National League this time last year the new manager came in, Mark Yates I think it was about the new year time 9 points adrift to safety and now what odds would you have got far forward a year and they're about six points off the top spot in the league, in and in the hat of the third round of the FA. Cup. I mean, it's football's fantastic, isn't it? just shows you can't predict anything that even when your team's having a bad year, that a year is a long time in football. Look at them, they're absolutely flying. No one no one could have predicted it. It's absolutely brilliant.
0: One game that took place was the early kickoff on Saturday, It was um FC Halifax Atac on a team you support, Sam in AFC Wimbledon and oh. in- as a, as
1: a big Dons fan, everyone, I think everyone knows that really. That I, was, I was worried about this one. You know, Wimbledon uh, um, are a are dreadfully out of four and they've won, I think. they lost in the league, lost all but one of the last 10 league games. This is there uh, for the taking for Halifax, I think. Um, especially because they could be given special dispensation on Tuesday night to postpone the game of Barnet. Obviously, Barnet are in Cup action this weekend, how Halifax were. The National League did a great thing, really helped them out. I said, look, okay, have some extra time up there. we'll call this game off, we'll rearrange it. Women have played off against Peter Bressuzzi, the real slog. So I thought, you know, Halifax going to with the legs there's some legs here. They've some legs, and this is a big advantage. we have gone go out very early, of course. A couple of trainers, the managerial chaos that's gone on there mm. this week, which is still not being resolved. I thought they were there for the taking, but especially with how dreadful they were in the first half an hour of the game, a little bit of work dreadful in the first half an hour of the game. Halifax had two or three chances. It's so true what they say. If you do not take the chances of a non league side, the national league side, against these football league sides, wherever they play out, whatever form they they will come back. And I think the blind was pretty much on the wall. Halifax had two or three real, real big opportunities in that half hour. It, it, it sucked the life out of them really women but it came on so strong. They were fantastic second half. Um, credit where it's due to Simon team and his team. And, yeah,
2: it
0: doesn't do the not never happen. Halifax going to kind of, what a really. So, Wimbledon will be, be relieved to get through. Halifax can concentrate on league action.
2: And I'm joined by Matty Coslow on the NL Full Time podcast. My so unlucky. I mean, that first half performance, you really did come out of the traps, didn't you?
3: Yeah, and I've just said uh, again there, it's sort of been the story of our last few performances. we come out first half really, really at it, really intense and And, positive, and then second half, we. We seemed to just drop off and sit back and this time we didn't have anything to sit back for so it was a little bit difficult and they sort of got on the ball a lot more in the second half and again we sat off and invite pressure but um, we need to take our chance in the first half and I'm guilty of that and I think, I think we just need to start learning quickly otherwise it'll bite us.
2: I think you might be being a bit harsh on yourself because you took it from nearly the edge of your own penalty area, didn't you? By the time you got there, you probably did everything right apart from just hit that post and came back out, didn't it? Yeah,
3: it'll annoy me for a few <laughs> days, to be fair. It'll be one of them where it's all ifs and buts and what ifs. So, um, I thought I'd scored, to be fair. I was sort of backing away to celebrate, but weren't meant to be. And, like I said, Dale, it was a game of inches. Dale was few inches to the left rather than the right to get the rebound, so um, they weren't
2: meant to be and they went and scored a deflection up the other end, so yeah, tough to take. Yeah, well, I've got to say, in the first half, it looked like you were the League One team and, and they were the, the National League team. What what was said at half-time? Um, to keep the performance
3: going, um, uh, which might be hard to believe uh, in terms of the way we sort of started the second half. Um, it does. It, it's not getting mentioned, but it's like becoming a bit of a habit where we're just sort of sitting back in the second half, and I don't know why. Um, maybe it's maybe it was the intensity of the first half. We thought we might be able to have five ten minutes of sitting solid and and then getting back into the game, but it doesn't work like that. So we we need to we need to replicate our start for the second half as well. Moving forward, and I'm sure if we do that, then we'll we'll score goals and. We'll start beating teams
2: rather than drawing or getting beat by the odd goal. Yeah. I know it's hard to look ahead to the league now but what are the ambitions this season? Um,
3: I mean we started so well I mean we am sure we're top of the league and we know we've got good players in there and our skippers just said it we, we've got enough good players in there to not be nowhere near us, uh, any sort of relegation scrap but we need to start proving it so I mean, we we believe if we get a run together, which is more than possible in this league, that there is an outside chance of of playoffs. That's what you always hope for, because you don't just want to tell you, we'll we'll be fine middle table, middle middle of the table. But, yeah, you've got to believe, like I said, I've just been talking about self-confidence. You've got to believe in your team and, we we think if we get a run together we can get in we can get in the playoffs hopefully. Okay, Brilliant. Cheers. Thanks
4: Cheers very much. Uh, a game that
0: stands out today for me, Sam, is a Merseyside derby. Not that one, but Southport versus Tranmere. <laughs> no, Liam Watson very well. He's
4: um, he's
1: a really He's only a tough half out there at Southport. This season, but they weren't expecting to be on the bottom. I think of the National League North. I don't think anyone was. As a big fan for when he came back, he's a, he's a hero at Southport. In the league, it's just not gone their way. Now, the FA Cup is sometimes, things just come together. It's odd. Things just come together in the FA Cup. Now, Southport 1-3-4 FA Cup on games. Four FA Cup games get to this stage. You can just see everything versus the stars sometimes that, you know, teams just have, despite all the problems they've got, just have these FA Cup months, and Southport are on it. And that's what Tranmere can't really take them for classes there. They're a the huge favourites. of this Tranmere. Doesn't get the wrong home advantage and everything, but... I think you know Southport. will be in the game. I don't think it's going to be. It it's going to be one sided. they just
0: get It's going to be a physical and aerial examination for Tranmere. I think, isn't it? With the way Southport played, they'll be getting balls in there, won't they?
1: Oh, they said do. And every right to do that. You know, you, you can't. You know, when you're coming up against league sides, they're going to. They're going to be, you're going to have to find a way to win the game and if, if Liam thinks that pieces are going to be very, very important and, and getting the ball in and quickly, they, they will you know, Tremont go great guns that they lead to at the moment after such a good year last year that, yes, they don't to be favourite but, you know, they've well, got a chance just stay in the game till half time and see what happens
0: in terms of the other ties involving sort of national league sides today, is there anything else that you can? Any other games that you may be seeing an upset in?
1: I'm working. They've got cup pedigree, had a really good run last year. When they again, when they weren't doing well at all, I and mean, they're getting relegated, of course. So they stock and they've well, You appointed a manager that that, that, that gets results, that played the transfer market very well in Alan Dawson. And I think although they were knocked off at top of the national league, they were play on Saturday. They've got, um, they've had, they're having a really, really good season. I don't think any of the fans could have predicted that they will be in second one of the FA Cup. The joint top of it is now the National League South. Swindon are a club who, on their day, can be really good, and on their day, can be absolutely terrible. They're to be at home working, but they will take a good 1,000 1,500 fans down there, uh, I'd imagine, to Swindon. And they've got a chance. They've got a real chance down there. But, um, so, yeah, just, we're well, one of the ones. And again, another, another side so this is going to sound strange with a run there on Chesterfield. But again, I'll hop back to what we were saying at Chappell and Wimbledon. The FA Cup is our silly thing. do silly things for players. Chesterfield players, I mean, look, 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 the horrendous run there. There's no league win at Chesterfield. It's the second weekend
0: of the season. Well, it's a funny stat because it's also it's the worst run and also the best run that they're on, into as well? So. It's is off it
1: really is. Um... Uh, you yeah, know, what do you think if you're Allen? You've got to pick the positives out of it, I suppose. But uh, they are tough to beat at the moment. And yeah, the not lost a game for two months. or however many games. It is on this one, this mad one, nine draws, and what, typically Cup wins at two draws, and there must be 13-0 um, games or whatever it is. They are on a un- great, great unbeaten run. That's just a fact. They are. They're at 100 groups. big guns again. Struggling wrong end of League Two. Not in good form. Can be great, can be excellent. I think my boy they were against Trem, they 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 pummeled Tremon in their last game. That won't help Chesterfield about the PMC coming out of that time not. But it's got, they've got they've a chance just to field if they contend as they should
0: do. We'll move on now to the to the national league and it's quite tight at the top. There are two teams which are the standout ones. But just before we get into the results, news broke yesterday before Wrexham's game against Newport County that Sam Ricketts won't be in the dugout because potentially he's going to be taking the job at League One Shrewsbury. I mean, what do you make of that, Sam? It's his first managerial job at Wrexham. He's only been in the job three or four months. He's done a very good job. But is it a bit too early for him? One, feeling
1: This is just sympathy with Wrexham supporters they were doing, doing quite well last year not so well but quite well under Dinkies last year and then in about February, March the rumour started it was on uh, Warsaw former club, came in mm. and it just it just destroyed their season they didn't I mean bearing in mind that the National League finished in the top seven you get in the playoffs they just crumbled absolutely they were going well they were well on to, they weren't going to win the league but they were well on for the push-up the match the seemed certainty seemed the big game. Then he left, then things, and they just fell to pieces. They absolutely fell to pieces. Now I look they've stabilized. have got a new, talented young manager in. Sam Ricketts doing great things. He's making all the right noises. A little maximum football that I've not seen for quite a while. You know, the local-ish league, league what I'll get out, i mean, fire manager and need some help, and now he's off again. I just, just feel, what they need to do is just that, whatever happens, it looks like a news going. They need to make sure the same mistakes don't happen from last year they need to be quick and decisive with an appointment if, if this happens when this happens and, and they need to make sure they get it right because they can't afford to let what happened
0: last year again Yeah the mistake they made last year was putting in a, um, an inexperienced manager in wasn't it in the end and uh, that's what cost them so I presume their next appointment they'll, they need to get someone in who's got National League experience who, you, who they know all just keep the ship steady and keep them in those playoff yeah. places
1: the, the, you know, There will be, will be managers linked with it um, good managers that are out of work Maybe even a Paul Hurst, for example, who was, might seem a bit ambitious, but he has managed this League in Equipments, maybe a bit out of, out of there, and Brussels Flay possibly will put it down, but I'm trying to think, all the managers that were in the frame for the Wimbledon job, really, <laughs> um, there are managers out there. Um, they will see Wrexham as an attractive proposition now. More stable club than they were this time last year. You know they are a little bit off the pace, but they're in a title race in the National League. they doing the FA Cup, of course. They'll be in the third round draw. Good, good draw against Newport really under the circumstances. But yeah, they're there. there should be an easy sell for the manager. So don't expect them to make the same mistake that they did last.
0: To so Wrexham, they in fourth. Despite not playing on Saturday. Leighton Orient, though, they stayed top anyway because Salford won 3 0 against Havert and Waterlooville. Leighton Orient got a good win against Gateshead with that Man Macaulay Bond scoring once again, but you could say the same for Salford. That man Adam Rooney scoring again, and two things really, Sam. But both late, we've tipped late Norrington to win the league and, and Salford to maybe win the playoffs. But also, uh, we've we've also gone for Macaulay Bond to be Golden Boot, and a couple of people have gone for Rooney. So, interesting battle both with the teams and for the Golden Boot. Yeah, I mean, I
1: just get the feeling, I just get the feeling with Salford and then and Rooney in particular. Um the mm-hmm. here's the main difference between the team. I think they're really, very well matched teams. Uh, or in a bigger club that might have a bit of a, a bit of a sway with things, uh, with eight, nine thousand people there. <clears throat> I just think could have got or even haven't, in terms of an ability in January, a chance of to to win them. Sometimes we're in clubs and then just see the, the line there. They'll just yeah. go for it. They'll see the finishing line yeah. right, or to just I we'll that sure we get that. Both of them both of clubs will look and say, Right, we need to do business in January. Which is just not not, not surprising for, for a team like But whilst Lake makes may think of right, like, we need to get another centre midfielder and we need another centre back quite desperately. Salford so will whilst Orange, they may want to may go for a player so that likely to do well first. So for us. can go for a player that's on good 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 money. Well that it it'll be a marquee signing for them. Mm. They ignoring have got they haven't won't and can't finance finance huge deals. Salford could could easily on um, generally go out and get two players that are on kind of Adam roomy really money. Salford, if they want, if they wish, they go and get one or two players that are kind of matching them in stature. Or in haven't got that or we want to throw that kind of money at it because it would be, with the problems they've had, huge risk. Yeah. Maybe you it doesn't matter because when you've got bullies, you know, that, but, um, with that curse, you know, when you have got the quality out of money you bought if they get filled over or if really standing, if you like, within the game. Come on down. Orient have got a lot on their side. They're in great form. They're underdogs to most people. Keep, keep an eye on the tight west because it's, gonna, it's gonna, <laughs> going to go for the wire a bit of a cheer. It could be
0: fantastic. It, it might be one of these. It even goes down to the final day. I mean, you look at late. Orient's away form. They've not lost. Salford haven't lost at home. So something's maybe going to give uh, later on in the season I saw them on the first day of the season And they were very evenly matched then So it'll be interesting to see what the return fixture brings <laughs> Absolutely Yeah, there's uh, certainly
1: uh, the, I'm sure BT Sport will be eyeing that one up Whenever like, the return fixture is yeah. and, uh, They are there first day of the season it's, uh, it's turned into a, a, a great pick, isn't it? Tom? But I think, um, yeah, there's stone baguette and every team should a bad run or something sort of had theirs they had one at the start of the season and they were really poor they've had dips in and out recently already haven't really been on one like, every time they, they have a setback they respond very well which is great you think they're going to have a period of poor results at some point but listen I'm not going to stand up down on its chances I saw them on Tuesday night against all the I thought they were lacking something. Maybe a player to come on and really return again. the but it's game by the script for Nick really Didn't seem to have that, but... against game said, oh, no, mugs. No, they're a good away from home. Very, very good, strong away from home. From what the reports I'm reading, all at we were were good, convincing winners, which is which is a really good sign. I know Justin with the rhythm manager was a little bit concerned about that game, because he knows how to Gateshead are So, um, yeah, they've not they've overcome that, you know, on Saturday. Yeah, they're now... now looking at the picture and thinking you know we're not in the FA up at North Salford so fortunately for them Salford so have not got that FA Cup distraction that, that they've had in years gone by so yeah interesting times there for both
0: sides talk about Harrogate now Sam have they surprised you they got a good win down at Maidenhead on Saturday so they move into third place above Wrexham they've taken to life in the National League really well haven't they that's
1: been fantastic I mean I don't think they're going to win it I think, you know, I think that which which helps them, in terms of their ambition. really. They're not going to win. Maybe, listen, maybe Simon leave is thinking, we can still win this, but they're not far away. But they're certainly not one of the favourites. I mean, you put kind of Brexton, or and uh, all, but the sort foot, as their three favourites, Harrogate and team hanging on just outside, with them and starting off. taken... So, if, if Harrogate can maintain why not with a player? Why not? They've had a really, really good year. Um, the two teams in the National League North would have really, which shows the strength of that division. Yeah, they're having they're, a they're fantastic year, and it was an, you know, a good win uh, against a main head side back in a bit of form now. In
0: terms of failed as well, they missed a chance to go into third as well by drawing with Sutton United and Sutton, who are having it, still a good season uh, this year, but Fylde will feel like it's two points dropped, especially at home. Yeah, they will.
1: They really will. Um, just when you thought Fylde would kind of turning the screw and really kind of putting themselves up there, I think maybe second half, there's all the teams in there. We say it all the time, the Cubs and kind of where to, to join us. I they' have joined us on my side. She maybe Fylde, that hasn't been so good, could have been that side, it just yeah, that was you know that was drop points. the Sorry, there's no doubt about that. really, isn't it? It's a shame for them, but yeah, they've got some, some important games. They've got a doble away next on Saturday. So sweet at huh? home. They've got they've got the rest of December. Looking at it on paper the, the league table. They've got uh, they've got a December, but the, the, it, but it's not so bad. So I think it's somewhere on, on the board.
0: In terms of a team who I think and you'll have seen over the last few years and think of underachieved but I think this year there may be dark horses at Eastleigh I mean they've spent money over the past couple of seasons haven't they it's not really happened for them now Stuart Donald's left they've maybe cut the cloth a bit more accordingly and it's actually maybe working in their favour a little bit
1: yeah I think we've sort of come in and taken the crown from them they're big spending can get it right um, Stuart Donald will be you know, he left for something doing obviously tremendously well up there but he'll be disappointed in the fact that Spend there never really worked. I mean, at they, they weren't spending on kind of reportedly, some clubs are on players. But you know, it just it just it just shows because of difficulty team this league even if you do spend money, it's very very difficult. But he was disappointed that it never really, really kind of even got right at the, to the playoffs. Too much in the, the two of the years that they were in the league. Now, the three three years, isn't uh, it? Good FA Cup runs, but just, just never never got it together in the league. I think the managerial situation didn't help them. And, and changing in the dugouts, but yeah, the kind of weight's been lifted off them really. The bird's been lifted off easily, easily players. It's now really dropped points to Adobe. I, um, I think they'll be ha- really happy, quietly happy with the season they've got. Obviously, losing the manager wasn't in a, in a script, and he's the best that's coming in. He knows the club very, very well. He's got good ideas. He's a very good young coach against things knows how the no club work and the people they're up um, um I think, you know. Maybe, maybe they can
0: make the burst of that top seven. You might not miss it, but I think hopefully be the goal for you. So. It was the return of Andy Hess and Tyler on Saturday for Dover. Uh, Dover manager back to Eastley and they drew two two. A bit of a crazy game and a team another team I want you to talk about, Sam, who are underachieving certainly a Hartley pull. They sacked Matthew Matthew Bates during the during the week and they were one 0 up going into injury time on Saturday and managed to lose the game at home to Dagenham and that'll be a, a bit of pill to swallow.
1: I mean, it's, you know, sometimes with football, as a supporter, so you just kind of give up sometimes. When things are going wrong, Paul and Hartlepool at the moment are going through one of those periods. That, they're going to have a difficult couple of years, of course, but that would have really, really hurt us. They looked odds on for that win uh, going into the 90th minute, wasn't it? 1 0 up to come back and to just them to come back like they did. It's a dagger, a real dagger through the heart, really, wasn't it, um, for Hartlepool. For, 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 when things are going bad, to you you prepare for it, you prepare for the real worst, and the fans up there so not have too much because they thought they wanted something this year. They thought like a great front for a manager we can rely on here, he's going to take the club back into a promotion push this season. And it's just unfolded to them, unfortunately. Now focus on steady the new come coming and really steady that ship and make them come together, and because I think they lost seven of the last eight games and that's, and that's not the best form in the world, is it?
0: no not indeed but a team who are and a good run as we said are, are Dagenham I mean they look dead and buried a few a few weeks ago they're a point behind Hartlepool now in the table incredible Dagenham have won I think
1: five of the last six games the only game they didn't win out of that six or seven game one. Well, Salford City
3: mm.
1: um away um I, I just I he's done something there hasn't he he's that. I mean listen, they have a takeover um uh, They've there, but Tim Kim Howard involved and some other Americans involved in in, in, in the takeover. And about two months ago, they've not gone out Dagging them any really, really struggling with, but they've not gone out on the side play off the play, they've not spon money at it because they've been consulting the company. They've worked hard. You know, they're really young squad they've got down there. They've had a bit of experience in Kenny Carter they've that was last week. In one week one is it's absolutely amazing. They're, they're winning games and they're not just winning games, they're they're they winning games after the form behind as well or, or really winning games they've got no right to win there and um, 1-0 now in the 90th minute you're looking at a pinch of points but to not, to not only climb and to go on and grab that ball, the ball and have the confidence to to go and pinch three I'd have liked to be the back team coach and I have
0: Yeah, it would have been indeed. Uh, A team who've picked up as well since. They've changed the manager uh, at Rebsville United. They went to Aldershot yesterday. And and Rob, who uh, co-hosts with me, he he gave his thoughts on the game yesterday and then caught up with manager Gary Hill after the game.
5: Luke and uh, the podcast boys, sorry I can't join you again for a second uh, consecutive weekend. It feels a little bit like Groundhog Day because I sent you an audio just like this seven days ago when... uh, I watched a really limp and lacklustre performance from Aldershot Town at home to Barrow. They lost 2-0 then. They lost 2-0 again today to uh, an Ebbs Fleet side that under new manager Gary Hill are making an absolute mockery of uh, their financial difficulties. Uh, Hill's come in, he's kept it very simple, very uh, very basic, focusing on their strengths. Uh, The real masterstroke, he started to play cheek in the side alongside Kedwell and they gave Aldershot Town problems right from the word go. They scored a goal each between them, Uh, Aldershot were really unable to launch any real attacks of of any threat to Absolute throughout the game, they didn't really look like scoring at all. Throughout the match, yes, they've got some injuries, um, but uh, really difficult times for Aldershot to Town right now because there's a lot of youngsters in the side, there's a lot of lonies in the side, and there's a real lack of leaders. They're just five points from. Uh, the relegation at the moment, and they will be looking over their shoulders. But for Eversfleet and Eversfleet fans, I don't think this season's going to be quite the write-off that some of them may have thought it would be. Uh, Gary Hill probably is the right man at the right time for them. Even though they've got one or two injury problems themselves, they've adapted really well and uh, provided they can keep the majority of their squad fit and free from suspension, then they've got every chance of pushing close. Um, they've got an outside chance at the playoffs, but I think that maybe there might just be seven teams that will finish above them. I do, though, expect a top 10 finish for Ebbsfleet. And listeners, I look forward to being back uh, with Luke uh, next week. Speak to you soon. I'm joined by Ebbsfleet United manager Gary Hill. Gary, you've been out of football for a little while. Um, talk to us a little bit about how you spent the time when you were uh, not uh, in the dugout.
6: Uh, family, grandchildren. and. As you can appreciate when you've been involved in management for so long and all of a sudden you're not doing the pre seasons, it seems a bit strange. But, you know, I must be honest, uh, I enjoyed the break. It's probably gone on a little bit longer than what uh, I was expecting or hoping for. I had two very good opportunities, I must be honest very important to me now i think my family even more so that seeing the grandchildren grow up i didn't want to work away from home that was a situation where i won an opportunity where i decided it wasn't quite right and uh, you know i've also had a couple of interviews uh, with two conference clubs uh, and being fair they've conducted themselves absolutely impeccable with the decision they made no problem with me and the right one come along and as i say i'm not the sort of person and don't need the money to turn around and be taking my wheelbarrow here, there and everywhere, saying I've got a job. I don't need that. The athlete come out the blue, I must be
2: honest.
6: Uh, location-wise, superb. Playing squad-wise, something to really be excited about to go forward with. Um, and as I say, there's a lot of change in the structure of the football club. Uh, there is a financial meltdown of, I like to say in many words, of stability to be controlled. Uh, I know what the boss wants and the chairman, in respect of what he's asked for. We'll work within that structure, and I'm sure we still try and be competitive.
5: Yeah, and, and the right manager, dare I say, to come into that situation, because you just come in with positivity. It looks to me, pff, asserted yourself and keeping it very, very solid, uh, nice and tight at the back, playing to your strengths, and uh, you really hit the ground running. I think it's six matches now, unbeaten. You must be pleased with that start.
6: Yeah, you know, we're going well. We're going well, but as we say, we all know football, so we just don't get carried away, as we say, as people take to me. Don't get too high when things are going well, and don't get too low when you know going against us. So, you know, we have to see where we're going. But no, the good set of lads really enjoyed uh, getting into the football club and enjoying it in every way fall A uh, long, you know, long way to go this season. A lot of work to be done, but hopefully we continue going in the right direction.
5: Final question about your strikers. We all know the strength of Danny Kedwell. He was dominant in a dominant performance against Aldershot Town today. But Michael Cheek, uh, you're playing him. In, and he's rewarding you with goals, isn't he? That's four now in three games.
6: Yeah, Michael Cheek's done well. Danny Cedwell leads the line well. As I say, a lot of people said they couldn't play in the same team together. We've looked at uh, the situation and what we've seen, and uh, I think he's showing that way. But, uh, but hey, they're not the only two players. Collectively, is a complete squad. The back line, whatever defence, we put out look, very solid, very competitive. Midfielder working very, very hard. And we're creating chances, and I'm pleased to say a very good winner today thank you very much cheers Gary good
0: luck so that was Ebbsfleet manager Gary Hill and, and Rob's thoughts on the game and Ebbsfleet, just before we move on to the to look at the National League North and South Ebbsfleet they've uh, they've made a good there was a lot of surprise when Darren McMahon went Sam wasn't it but Gary Hill's coming in and he's doing a good job and they've propelled up to 10th now in the league Gary Hill is, is, is just
1: a manager that, uh, that, that lives in brief football he's, he's not everyone's capital. captain he knows that he knows he's not everyone's capital captain too. but what he is, he's just, just he just, just, you know, he's had win games of football. You I mean? Especially if a kind of a Neil Warnock type situation in the Championship Premier League. Listen, mm-hmm. it's not going to be particularly pretty every single week. It's not the long balls and, and, and uh, piss fighting on the pitch. It, that was just something nasty. that I think that did, and sometimes the the manager, it can go one way or the other when a when a popular manager leaves. You know, cause there was a, pop, he was a popular manager within the Epswich. Dressing room and then the fan base and the boardroom as well. We you wonder, we wondering what ways it's going to go. But Gary's come in. He's he's, 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 he's brought them together. Four goals against yeah. Calatrac. Great when at got older. Shot. You know they're they're looking at the playoffs again. honestly. and Gary can take a lot, lot of credit, but he'll want to make sure that this is not just the case of new manager syndrome coming in and things turning round. You know he'll be looking at January and thinking, what's he going to bring in? He's going to he's going to he's some movement in course doesn't even have to wait for January, so you can get if you can get the right paper. It's so an interesting interesting time for him. So it Suddenly it seems that it looked like it was kind of going nowhere. They've
0: got a bit of life to it, and yes, the fans will, be, fans will be interested. Yeah, can they repeat their heroics last year and get to the, the playoff semi final? We're going to move on to a look at the National League South now.
2: Hi, I'm Harry Wheeler, and you're listening to the NL full time podcast.
0: So, in the National League South, Sam, what, what sort of results caught your eye on, on Saturday? Well, I was at
1: Dalwich Hamlet for their final home game, if you like, at Tooting and Mitcham. near an going back to Champion Hill. is a great story in itself, but kind of story really was more kind of a, a football wise about Torquay United they won 2 nil selection Dalic good value for it they've a bit of a storm in the early second half but they were good value for, for the win Torquay are now on the right and they bad news them in the National League so um, Welling went top with, with a good win over Humberford they were expected to be Humberford Torquay's 2-0 win had put them within one point of the leaders. now Billericke everyone's favourite they were at least the same in the last week and it's, a, it's a real possibility uh, for motion from, from the league. That's why they've gone full time. But I think um, Talkie is now the team to watch in this league. They're full time. Uh, a great manager of Gary Johnson this level of football is it's a real real coup cool, that appointment a couple of months ago. They are a tremendous run of four. Um, they've scored goals by the bucket alone. are uh, not bad defensively. Again, I've given the club with a bit of backing can you get, get a player or two if needed. It's interesting, and I think uh, Torquay, a point away now, could really be the ones to look out for going ahead.
0: Yeah, Torquay, I mean, they've always been quite good defensively this year, haven't they? It's just that they hadn't scored goals. I think when Gary always went, he'd scored eight goals and conceded nine or something like that, something daft. And now now uh, scored 13, conceded 14, so you can see the big difference yeah. he's made. Yeah, they they
1: now have, um, they now have, uh, maybe and they've always had firepower, but Gary Johnson got them fiery, You know, they do score goals. Sometimes you get the sense that you watch watching a game, even a nil-nil, about an hour or an hour and whatever it was. Once I see that they're likely just to pinch something and grab something. It, it wasn't a smash and grab. So they deserve three points, might be pushing it a little bit, but they got them. Um, finding ways to win difficult places, uh, the Dulwich, 15, 1600 fans there. Um, but you know, on a poor pitch, windy, horrible, wet day in South London, with the fans were difficult, coming up against difficult side that, that know how to win games. I think um, Torquay have of, 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 of shown that they're in, in, in the fight list now. And, yeah, so it's going to be inter- interesting because uh, there'll be there'll be four or
0: five teams, that I think they probably know that's right, so it'll definitely a one And in terms of Dulwich, I mean, you you went down there yesterday, so you got a shot of brandy with your hot chocolate, which looked very nice yeah. indeed, but um, down near the bottom, do you think they'll be fine this year? Yeah, absolutely,
1: you yeah, they've, the, they've got the manager, they've got um, the plan, yeah, we have got but what's after pitch for Dale Cameron? I think a season of, of just staying in the league and looking at the league and maybe pointing your head. Really, it took them so long to get out of the bottom Premier League, didn't it? Uh, that they'll be they'll be more than comfortable sitting in the National League South for another season, I'd say. Um, they'll be back home for New Year, which is great news for the club. Um, yeah, they'll, they'll be fine. They'll be absolutely fine. Gavin Rose is a good man. They've had a fine player in everyone, so. Um, this season was word about having a little look at them. Don't worry about, it. don't worry about them they'll be
0: absolutely fine uh, a couple of other results that really stood out were Bill O'Rickey or losing at home to Oxford City and also Western Super going to Chippenham who've had a good season this year and and winning there I mean I don't think many people would have predicted Bill O'Rickey or losing that no two real shot results
3: wasn't it
1: it's a good, good league because you, you can get things that Oxford, Oxford City can win the games of football on the day they've had a good FA Cup run again this year they can really can surprise they can I you would expected the liberty to win that without any, any doubt on Saturday. Um, you would have you would have thought they're the home game they're, they're looking strong. But you know, as, a, as a result that I don't know whether it was coming for being very on his side. It, it will certainly prove it's a wake up call for them, but you know, don't think I don't think the likely have got too much of a soft centre. Uh, I think they've won more often than not they've won games like that this year they're people they're, will be looking at people will be looking at better to maybe fall again a club with a bit of spending power certainly um, that are looking at some, some. At a higher level they'll, be, they'll still be up there so we consider the blip but um, again they're a of that respond very very well to the statement. once they have a defeat they don't really go on a bad one Good expect them over the next few weeks to, before
0: Christmas to, to, to get some wins on the ball certainly yeah Western Superman. I mean they, that, that FA Cup runs done in a world of good they'll have the money from that now they've actually moved off the bottom now that was only the second win of the season on Saturday but they have moved off the bottom they're still, and they're only four points now from getting clear of the job which a few weeks ago looked impossible
1: yeah, manager Mark E P He he made some comments this week that he's he fixed that uh, three teams worse than Western Sydney. than necessarily. You'd have probably been hard placed to to five them before Saturday to be quite honest with because listen, there's only one one game this season and they've had some, some relatively comfortable home games that you think they should be winning that they should be winning that. That's a big win for them. Still going to take quite a lot for them to, to, to stay up to a good level of the season that they've had, but they, they're certainly they're certainly improving. Um, Again, they'll be looking to to, to kind of shake things up in December and January, player-wise. He says there's three teams worse than them, the well, maybe they're about to prove it. Um, but I think, yeah, worse they've still got work to do. Uh, yes, Chiffinham have beaten some big sides this year. They've beaten, so they beat beaten, they've and they've drawn with Woking. I think yeah. they've beaten Talking United this year as well, so Chippingham. But, but Mark Collier is a you know, really, really good, really experienced manager. They'll be hurting a bit from that. They're looking
0: for sure the playoffs possibly this sure year and improve on that. In terms of another team that quite surprised this year, I'm a concord. You know, after they only just stayed up, I think, the last week before the season, last season. But they're, they're up in fifth position and they've had a really... Uh, they had a strong start and then a bit of a blip, but they seem to be coming again now, don't they? Yeah, they've
1: spent a bit of money there. I think they will. They'll be the first to kind of that they have. Looking the budget up, um, the club's a bit more professional on and off the pitch and there's a bit of a feel good factor there. But Concord, you know they they not they wouldn't have been thinking they're going to quite a thing like the target push for the to top seven and they have bought some good players in. Alex Wall, for example, striker is excellent, um, Jack Midson um, mm-hmm. a bit of a partnership going on there. But look, so that's good and of course Billy not the all the excited players have um, come in and, and obviously, there's a bit of an impact, there. yeah, so they're back on track now. I think. Um, again, will be one of the club, one of the many clubs that get promotion from this to of
0: chances? We'll move on and look at the National League North now. And before we look at the results, the shock news to come out of the league this week was that Curzon National Park Company with manager John Flanagan. And I know Chris Pratt, he's not with us this week. He, he, he saw Curzon quite a lot this year, so I asked him for his thoughts on it earlier in the week about the sacking of John Flanagan.
2: So, on Thursday night, Curzon Ashton sacked, well, their manager for seven years now, John Flanagan. And I think it's fair to say it's caused a few shockwaves through the the National League North um, League. In fact, I haven't seen anyone on social media, or I haven't spoken to anyone who isn't flabbergasted by the decision. John Flanagan has been superb for that club. He's turned them into a solid National League North Club and for a club the size of Curzon Ashton, they are definitely punching well above their weight. I spoke to John Flanagan earlier in the season and I discussed with him that this is probably one of the best squads that he's put together in his seven years in charge. They're solid, they know the, know the job and he told me he gets players he knows who are going to work hard. So to conclude again, I just think it's uh, it seems to be uh, well, it's a stunning decision I think by Curzon Ashton and I can't see that it being a decision that's going to serve them well in the long time. John am going to be all right. I'm sure there's already a lot of clubs uh, looking at him, who are perhaps not having very good runs at the moment, looking at him and thinking, well, you know, that guy knows the players around the area. And he knows how to set them up and he knows how to get a smaller club, get them results and keep them in that division. So, good luck John Flanagan and um, it'll be interesting to see Curzon Ashton's next move. I believe that they are promoted from within. So, yeah, let's just see. Let's just see how that goes, whether that's a a temporary arrangement or not, we will see.
0: That was Chris Pratt, and, and Sam, certainly in the northwest, it's kind of sent shot waves a little bit, because Curzon, they're in a better position than they were last season, yet John Flanagan's been given the bullet, and uh, something doesn't smell quite right there. Yeah, because
3: you wonder why, what
1: do clubs want, what do chairman want, what do boards want, then that's will there, let's look at that league table, and say, right, we're 14th. First Nation Tiny First Nation I mean, they really did have a budget a smaller budget than the vast majority in that league mm. the public budget is probably in relegation zone budget I think I'm, I'm probably not too far away from saying that and I think they must just sit there and look at the league table now First Nation, they they won maybe they have bit of an FA Trekkie upset and they've not been playing particularly well and home form has not been maybe what it should be but First Nation did one two of the last three uh, matches, uh, league matches look at the league table they won they were above like Hereford refuge, two and a half thousand. York City, during the football game, two, three years ago, above them in the table. Southport, who've really gone for it this year. Oh, maybe they've made some performance improvement. Gates up 50 or so. Do they, do, do they think that, do you think that, curve, do they think that the and they're going to push for the playoffs and manage it? I, it's very unlikely to happen, hmm. because of the size of the football club. The fact that they only get a couple of hundred people through the gate, um, and the fact that they're just punching massively above their weight to, to even be in that league. Is, it's a more than a couple of miracles because of the money they pay players. Very few contracted players. So, I don't know. Very tough one. Um, doesn't make too much sense, but that's you can never never quite
0: predict yeah, it yes it's funny, you never know what'll happen next. I mean Curzon have appointed from within the appointed first team coach Matt Bradshaw, so it'll be interesting to see how they uh, go on throughout the season the yeah. game The game of the day in the National League north on Saturday was Telford against Bradford Bradford went down to the new book's head and uh, they went back top courtesy of Charlie drawing at home to Boston but Bradford are on a fantastic season under a fantastic manager and he hit now nail on the
1: head a fantastic manager he truly is a fantastic manager who but, yeah, sometimes we kind of think oh, you know, we talk about uh, the jobs don't we um, the big jobs who's going to go and play the rest job are looking kind of down but the managers doing a great jobs below them rather than looking kind of like oh well that's great. What more has he got to do? He guided them to the playoffs last year, that's the playoffs semi final eventually wasn't it Park And then to take them to to take them top of that league and it have been the best side of the league for the last few months, which so they have been over this July four 9 I mean it's phenomenal. Really, it's phenomenal. I mean Brahman again talk about the smaller clubs getting getting a few games. Yeah, Anyone been quite Park Rags of Park Avenue World? And it's not the best football stadium in the world. The historic football club. They've not got the best budget in the world. Have they got the most talented players in the league? No. Are there better players? Other clubs, probably. But a budget, so the clubs are the bigger budgets that other clubs have? Absolutely, certainly in that league. Um, this, is a, this is a division littered with huge clubs. Don't forget these top boards, the Herefords, the York City, the Killaminses of this world. They are well and truly one well above them at the moment now. I was a bit surprised when York City parked ways with to the their manager early in the season and they make an awful long time to to appoint a point and new manager. I think they have a little maybe a clear, bit of a closer look, but what else is out there? Mark um, Bauer, well, excellent job of breakfast Park Avenue. They just seem to know how to get results and, and to win away at Telford, who were an incredible for three wins in a row up to third
2: in the
0: league with, with the biggest goal they've been so far no doubt and Chester they've been sneaking up they, they had a lot of problems earlier in the season which were well documented and they were catching up with games well they've caught up with those games now and uh, they are flying they're up into third they beat Darlington by three goals to one and um, do you think they're on their way back Sam? yeah I think they quite
1: possibly um, they're a little bold weren't they I mean they oh, sorry, I Chester and so on. probably couldn't believe their luck I mean they need to get their hands on two managers that won the league last year and the national league last year who were out of work. Uh, thanks for the situation at Salford but that has their hands and Bernard and St and, and, and Johnson, um, you know they've, they've taken us that. It, it didn't start well, everyone will keep half the back in this result. If they do go on to achieve something, but the 8 there 1 thrashing at Royal Spartans, you know, it, it's pre- proved to kind of give them that club a kick because they weren't in bad form before that. They were bad result back in September, I think it was. It, sometimes it's about new signings, and at the moment they signed a striker from, from Tamworth who um, I know someone well that uh, follows Tamworth. I can't really get a hat trick, I was told, and he said, he could hardly get a kick by Tamworth. Now, they're seeing something in this player at Tamworth, and it's brought him in our so minds, he's got a hat trick on his debut. Um, perfect hatching I think as well and yeah sometimes signings can kind of um, can really really change perspective on, you know, to get a hatching on a date, it's going to give you a lot of confidence so I think just are right up there, they're right in the mix you know, um, it's, you look at the clubs because maybe the size of the clubs that are at the top Bradford, Park Avenue and Chorling, you always got in the back of your mind can they last because they're not the biggest clubs or the biggest budgets or the best players are oh, they gonna last the course It's all he's fallen away quite dramatically over the last six weeks or so? Oh who's gonna come and take the crown now? their kilometers swept away, they're gonna poor for it's no stop for Yorker loitering or Hereford loitering, you think there's a surgery.
0: Maybe Shessen think
1: they are that club that maybe you did make a splash for it and and you know, who knows that they might have, they, they might be in the mix coming into the season, I think. Yeah,
0: and you have got managers as well who have won the league. Most well, most recently is last season with Salford, so they know how to get over the line, don't they?
1: Yeah, absolutely. No, they, again, you talk about points. getting your appointments right. I mean, obviously, they have a, a huge amount of luck with, with their appointments, but nobody would have predicted that, that these two would have been free agents in the summer after what they did at Salford last year, with or without money. So, they said it takes something to win a league. Um, um, yeah, it's a of luck, of course, but you know you've got to sell your club to those managers and, and Chester, off the two seasons that they've had, really had to sell themselves to Diamond and to, to, to Anthony to get them through the door. But they're not on the back of it. you know, talked about knowing the division and knowing how to win games of football. Um, you know, I'd love to see that win my share the last season and a half I really would.
0: Another question I want to ask you is as you mentioned it before this, it's such a strong league the North isn't it because you've got so many traditional teams in there all vying for about three spots York, Stockport, Darlington Hereford, Kidderminster and teams will beat each other won't they you look at York and Stockport and they're not finding it easy are they No no
1: York and Stockport are not finding it easy for a long while I mean York were before the weekend, there were only three points off the relegation zone. City, three points off the relegation incredible. You know, they they pull themselves together on Saturday, thankfully. But it's everyone knows. It's, 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 you know, they talk about the um, then, you know, the National League being tough to get out of. The National League North seems to be the toughest to get out of. It really does. Um, there's everywhere you look, if it's not, if if it's a league full of it. If it's not big historic clubs. It's, clubs with a bit of money, a bit of finance behind them. Or, oh, oh, surely the have a Bradford Park Avenue that just grind them, grind them, grind them and have real confidence. It's, 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 it's a league that, that not, you know, I'd love to see, I'd love to see if, if you took a, a, a football league club, a, a league two football club, plump them in the National League at the start of the season just see where well they go i not even sure a league group club would come in and actually smash that because it's that competitive it's that difficult and it's uh, so much of a challenge and you just don't know who's going to win it uh, this season it's the most exciting for quite a while
0: well th- Sam thanks for joining us I mean it, w- what game are you off to this week are you off to any games that we can maybe see you around at if, if yeah, people are listening absolutely I'll be at
1: Bournemouth against our uh, Leighton or in my BT Sport game. so yeah we'll be um, we'll be there coming in we kick that that should be a really good one. Formal we'll tonight, for this season they maybe want to, they know are obviously fighting for the title. You know that will be say, a big crowd there, which also pops, pop pop up pump up a little bit. Um, yeah, a big gun on the tip it's on BC Sports, so it's, it's got an extra bit of prestige about it. So yeah, really looking forward to that one, really.
0: Excellent. Well, Sam, thanks for joining us this week. All right, buddy. Take care. As always, we do a step three cup of the week. This week, our focus is on Starbridge FC, who's created quite a lot of history in the FA Cup over recent seasons and and did it again this season by beating Kieran Harriers. So here is Richard Scott to give us some history on Stourbridge FC and then his interview with midfielder Tom Tonks. Formed in 1876, the Glass Boys of Stourbridge are
4: 142 years old and they compete in the Everstick Southern League Central Premier. They play at the War Memorial Ground in Amblecote, which is in the north of the town part of the metropolitan borough of Dudley. The town of Stourbridge lies just 8 miles away from Kidderminster, the home of National League North side Kidderminster Harriers. The Harriers have in fact featured in some of Stourbridge's biggest wins in recent seasons. Back in the 2015-16 season, the Glass Boys beat Kidderminster 3-0 in the FA Cup. They also met in the competition earlier this season, with the Glass Boys winning 3-2. Stourbridge are currently managed by Gary Hackett, the former Shrewsbury Town and West Bromwich Albion winger. Stourbridge's best ever running the FA Cup came in the 2016-17 season when they made the third round proper. After a first round replay win over Whitehawk, a term the club beat Football League opposition in Northampton Town thanks to a 1-0 victory with Jack Duggan scoring a late goal. They face Wiccan Wanderers in the third round at Adams Park, where a downscore goal cancelled out, an early opener for the Chairboys. But a late goal from Akinfenwa saw Starbridge knocked out of the competition. In terms of league competitions, Starbridge has spent most of their life in the Southern League, before being transferred to the Northern Premier League ahead of the 2014-15 to season. They have finished mid-table for 16th and 11th, while that was sandwiched in 2017 by m- making the playoff final. Where they're beaten 1 0 at Spennymoor. Last season they finished 11, as we mentioned, before returning to the Summer League. This time they were placed in the new Central League Premier Division. I am joined by midfielder Tom Tonks. i think personally, but uh, the lads are doing well in the league. I think we second. So yeah, League form's going quite well. Uh, we usually have a good FA Cup run, but sadly that's been you know, and gone. So it's just the league to concentrate on now. So yeah, all guns blazing at the league. The Clubs moved back to the uh, Southern League, the new Southern League uh, Central Division. Uh, how's the club finding it?
7: Uh, yeah. Well, uh, obviously we've come close in the Northern League uh, the last couple of years. We lost in the playoff final a couple of years ago. We finished mid-table last year. But to be fair, we've made some made some good signings this year. Uh, I mean, Greg Mills is the top goal scorer in the league. Uh, you know, we've got we've got some we've got some good players in the squad and. I think we've took the league by, you know, by storm a little bit. Um, obviously, the league table doesn't lie. Some people say it's, uh, it's not as tough as the Northern League, but you know, every every team beats everybody. But um, it's a game of football, and it's no given regardless of what league you play. We've got a strong squad, so regardless of what league we're in, I think.
4: You mentioned about the FA Cup run there obviously not had a good a good run this season but you're beating Kidderminster Harriers again this season who are quite a big side especially in the Midlands does that prove that you know Stourbridge can compete with the biggest and the best teams in non-league football 100% yeah um, obviously we gave Goysley a good game as well I'm not sure what it is about Kidderminster.
7: to be honest we just seem to have uh, we just seem to have it over on them every time we play them uh, regardless of the competition whether it be the FA Trophy or the FA Cup you know, I watched it this season, I mean we were 2 0 down and we'd hardly had a kick in the first forty five minutes. But you know, we've got, we've got players in our squad that can score goals and change games. So, you know, that's we've had we've always had that I think that's why we've had a good FA Cup run over the last couple of years, because we've got players that, you know, no disrespect to the level, probably shouldn't be playing at this level. You know, that's the same goals for the club as well. I think if we was you know, if we was to get promoted this year you know, fingers crossed it's going well so far. I don't think we'd
4: be out of our depth in the league, but yeah. in the Conference North or Conference South, whichever one that might be. What does the club have to do to, uh, you know, make that final step up? We've seen into the Conference North, you've been there uh, pushing for your playoffs, particularly in the Northern Premier League. You've been pushing for it. Uh, so what's you're know, left to do you know, to make that step up? I think it's all down to, you
7: know, uh, I think it's just down to the players now. The, You know, the stability of the club is there. Uh, they want to go up. The aim is to go up, you know, from the chairman to the board to the manager, you know, and then it's down to the players, because we want to go up as well. There's nothing more, there's nothing better in football than winning games. So, obviously, winning games, you're pushing towards the top of the league, and that's where we want to be. And we want to be at the next level in the conference north or the conference, but, you know, I don't think it's down to the club no more. It's down to the players on the pitch, you know, the foundations are there, and the chairman's, the chairman wants to go up, the manager wants to go up, and... You know, the
4: players have got to perform on the pitch there and win games for football. Yeah, and what's the uh, ambition for uh, Starbridge? Because, obviously, you're talking quite a lot about going up to the uh, to Step 2. You know, is Step 1 ever something the club's thought about, you know, being able to compete? You know, the likes of Solly Hall have done it quite recently. Yeah, well,
7: obviously, you know, Solly Hall were in, a couple of years ago. They won the Conference North. Um, I don't think there's no lack of ambition there from the club to get to that level, to get to Step 1. So, like I say, the foundations are there you know, with Cerebridge being a three-sided grade, I'm not sure how far they can go, but I know that we can definitely go to the next level, which is step two, and step one, I'm not 100% sure about, but, you know, that's where the players want to play, you know, obviously, I've always said to myself personally, you want to play as high as you can, so, yeah, the players want to get to step one, and
0: and be, you know, we want to be competitive at whatever level we play at, that's Step three, step two, or, you know, like you say, step one. It's just, it's all about winning games, to be honest. And you, But you take each season and each game as it comes. And that was Richard Scott's look at Stalbridge FC. That was our step three team of the week. Just a couple more things to do before we finish this week. We've got announced the winner of the John Parking book, Feed the Beast. We've been asking you to retweet and hashtag Feed the Beast. And the winner is... Craig O'Farr, who's farso86 on Twitter. Congratulations to you, Craig. We will be in touch with you shortly and send you off the book so you can get it in time for Christmas. And thank you to everyone else who entered and we'll we'll try and do another competition later on in the season. All that's left for us to do is for me to ask you to subscribe to us on iTunes. We're now on there, so get yourself on there. Press subscribe and you'll get the podcast uploaded to your phone every week if you have an iPhone, of course. And also follow us on Twitter at NLFullTime or you can email us NLFullTime at gmail.com. Until then, thank you all for listening. Thank you for Sam, to Sam Elliott coming on as well. And we shall see you all very soon.